a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. How do you fit online chat into your operation? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I am Andy Johns, your host with Word South, and I'm joined uh, by Maxie Hurst, who is the uh, she she is the marketing manager at Peoples in Quitman, Texas. So, Maxie, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Now, Maxie's been on a couple times with us, so I think that means after you've been on twice, uh, you're you're not just a guest; you're an official friend of the podcast. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank, uh, you. thank you for that. So, what we're going to be talking about in this episode, I should say, this one is recorded. Uh, this will be our last episode recorded in front of a live and excited audience here in Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, we're going to get back on track with this episode and uh, talk about um, online chat and how that can be used in customer service, because that's something that you guys have used pretty successfully there at Peoples. Yes. Yes, we have. Um, we incorporated online chat with, uh, it was actually in, cor- in correlation with the launch of our new website, and um, it's been very successful. We had some hesitation in the beginning, sure, um, but we've moved past it, and it's actually now probably a preferred um, communication method for some of our CSRs and some of our technicians, um, and so it's, it's been a really good asset to how we communicate with our customers. So it's preferred by the the employees. They really yes. Okay. They do. They do. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, But how do the the customers uh, so far? um, You would think it's a lot of the younger folks. Is that kind of the way it has has worked out, or how in in terms of the demographics, roughly, how is it uh, shaken out? Uh, The demographics are actually a little bit all over the place. Um, You can definitely see um, because we offer chat for technical support assistance um, for new service, for billing questions, um, and then um, for general repair. So you can see different demographics um, in the conversation, and it has been, um, it's definitely a wide gamut. There's no assumption of which customer is more likely to use chat. Um, It's probably more predominant about what they're looking for. So we see more inquiries for new service than we do, well, Inquiries for new service and then questions about my bill are probably the two most common chat requests. Okay, that, and that was one of the questions I was, I was going to ask. Is that different than what they're calling about or what they're coming into the office to ask about or stopping you at the grocery store to ask? Or has, is it, do you think it's different kinds of things they're asking? We, uh, not that we can tell. It, lo- it looks to be that it's all the same. It's just how they're comfortable communicating with us. Um, so when we brought it to the table to our teams, we started talking about what, how do you communicate with your um, utility providers or with the people you shop with or just anybody in general and it was crazy around the room they were like oh yeah I'll use online chat I prefer online chat oh but we shouldn't use online chat I was like no we should I mean if you appreciate it then our customers will too true and and that's an interesting part there so you said earlier in the conversation that the employees have embraced it as their preferred is they that have. just it's simpler or, or why do you think um i think because um you know we heard earlier that one thing that customers want out of your team is a confidence um so if you take a call and you get into a situation where you need assistance with that call you have to pass it off you have to pass it on to a manager or someone that can further assist the customer if you are in an online chat situation you can get that guidance 
confidence and support from your team without the customer knowing that you're asking for help. Okay. So um, our chat platform has the ability to, um, they call it listening to the chat. And so, for example, just last week, I had a um, CSR reach out to me and said, hey, can you help me with this one? And I was like, absolutely. So I was able to log in and watch her chat and then give feedback through ironically enough, Google chat, so that she could use our Zendesk chat to talk to the customer. And it, it, it gave her a sense of confidence. She had the support she needed, but she never had to pass it off. She never had to say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. She can continue to help the customer. Are there some things that you guys will, uh, if the conversation starts on chat, um, that you find that you do need to move it over to phone or... Otherwise, or most of the stuff you can handle start to finish on chat? Is there some stuff you have to move over to phone or, or some other means of communication? So I would say most everything you can handle on chat. Um, we started with, um, when we trained our customer service team, we said we're still going to follow our CPNI required um, policies and procedures. So um, we do have passwords in place and things of that nature. If the chatter cannot... Um, prove their identity um, as in regards to the account, then we take that offline. Um, we will not disconnect services via chat. We will take that request and then contact them. Um, so there's certain, certain things that, based on our policies and procedures, we've chosen not to handle in chat. I think the question that a lot of folks have, um, and we talked about it briefly yesterday, but a lot of the, the question that folks have is how does it fit into the structure? Who does it? Who's responsible for it? Uh, and we heard a couple of differing views yesterday, but uh, right now, how does it fit into the workflow? Who manages it? Who handles it? Who's responsible for it? So we have 11 different um, enabled chatters, and uh, we have four different departments of okay. chat uh, questions. And the departments are actually determined by the uh, customer chatting. So there's a question about, um, are you needing assistance with your bill today? And if that's what the question that you choose as a customer, it's going to queue into our billing department. Um, and so there's people in the billing chat queue that can handle that question. Um, and so then with tech support and then new service and then uh, installation and repair. Um, our chatters are... Um, we use the term behind the wall, <laughs> which means that they're not our customer-facing um, CSR representatives. Okay. We let our central communications, um, also known as dispatch, take care of our chats. Um, our billing department is the non-window uh, billing agents, so they're in an office. Um, it was really important to us to make sure that if you've taken the time to come into our office, we didn't want you to feel like we were neglecting you. So we didn't Good. want you to be um, tied up on a chat and then have a front-facing customer. Sure. Has it shown any kind of impact on the number of calls? Do you think that there have been number of either visits or phone calls has decreased because of this? Or um, I wouldn't say a significant decrease. Um, what I would say is um, an, a, a decrease in lost potential new customers. Um, and the reason I say that is because when you see those chats that come in after hours, um, although we don't have after hours chatters, it comes through as an offline message and then we, are, we handle it as quickly as possible. Um, I feel like if they had gone to our website after hours without a phone call opportunity and without a way to reach out to us readily and available, they would have moved on. So I think that that's been the biggest impact is that we're able to capture customers that we probably would have lost because there wasn't a quick and easy avenue. 
Have you thought about or have you guys talked about um, anything for weekend or 24-7? I mean, they just get a message that says, we're not here, try back. And, and yeah, so sorry. Goes. You know, you should have had a problem during eight. No, that's not what our message <laughs> says. <laughs> um, but uh, what the message after hours states is if you're having an, um, an internet outage, an internet issue, we put our uh, 24 by 7 tech support number available to them um, and ask them to leave a message with their email. Um, we have contemplated after hours chatting. Um, again, there are some staffing issues with that because sure. if a you get into if you get into an outage situation, um, our after hours support team is also our um, security team, so they have to make sure that alarms is the first priority. Right. And so we we look at those obstacles. I will say that if we see an influx of offline messages, then um, we've usually uh, been able to identify an outage. And so then we're able to get into a proactive mode to try to take care of that. Um, so we monitor them over the weekend and see those consistencies, but we may or may not respond. Sure. Sure. So when we're talking about the employees, um, how much training or was there, was there much training at all? I mean, is it, how, how different is it for, to be a CSR through chat versus to be one um, face-to-face or by phone and what kind of training, if any, did they go through to, to do it? So um, we've been very fortunate that most of our 11 chatters have been the same chatter since the beginning of okay. implementing chat. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, but what we did was we brought them in um, and we did have an opportunity to uh, do live training. So um, we had our website in a test mode and so we had chat turned on. And so then I had other um, employees that would chat in and they would chat with them. We had it on the big screen so we could all um, group learn um, how to handle it and things of that nature. Um, it, it was really a, like I said in the beginning, there was some resistance of, I'm nervous. Like, sure. what if I type the wrong thing? Like, what if I say, well, hell, instead of, well, hello, that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily the customer was like, oh, I knew what you meant. Yes. Um, um, so, yes, there has been some of those, you know, fast typing that didn't, you know, there's always that. Um, but, uh, you know, there were some of those hesitations. Sure. But um, most everyone, like I said, they've been doing it now for over two years, so they're very comfortable with it. Um, and then it's an ease for the customer. So they come straight to the website. They don't want to do any work. They don't want to put in their address. They don't sure. want it. They just say, here's my address. We send them the link to get signed up. I'll stay with you until you're completed. Um, that's a sense of security for the customer, too. That's true. Do you think that 11 chatters, is that about the right number? Do you wish you had more? Do you think that's too many? I mean, for our current incoming chats um, and chat um, uh, traffic, it's been sufficient. Um, our, probably our highest um, chat weeks were with the initial launch of the website um, because your email is in a new location, your online bill pay was in oh, a new yeah. location. Right. Um, so, not that I would encourage launching a brand new website and chat at the same time, but our company embraced chat a lot um, sure. more quickly mm -hmm. because I saw how effective it was during that particular instance. Um, uh, we've had uh, that week um, and probably that month of the launch, we had weeks with about 130 to 150 chats. Um, now it settles in during our billing week. We will hit about 90 to 100 active chats for the week. Okay. Um, and we get all of those statistics so we can see sure. who chats the longest. We can see if you've chatted multiple times as a customer. We can see what, what page you were on when you activated your chat. So okay. there's a lot of analytics that go along with it. Is there anything, and that's interesting, I hadn't really thought about that, um, 
I was going to ask the last question, but we got to change it now. What uh, have y'all? Has there been anything you've been able to find from those analytics, or anything you've been able to to do, or do you treat folks differently if you see they're chatting all the time? Is there? I know it's still, it's been around a little while, but has there anything that y'all have, have dived into there? Um, we haven't really made any um, in interesting changes as far as that. However, it is really, really nice to know what page they were on when they started chatting with us. Okay. Um, for example, if you're on our network transparency page, um, it's good to know that you're reading up on um, our requirements for broadband and things of that nature. Right. Um, if you're on our page about meet our board of directors, it's really good to know how far have you gone in the <laughs> website before yeah. you started chatting with us. Right. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, I, I mean, they, you know, customers will point things out to you like, did you know that this was misspelled on page three or what, you know? And so um, those are interesting things too. But sure. no major changes to our website or how we've handled things. Um, just kind of evolved. Sure. Last thing I had for you, um, if there's somebody in the room who's thinking about it or they have, you know, uh, they're considering doing online chat or trying to figure out how they would fit it in, what advice would you give them that you guys have learned? Uh, any lessons to share um, with them as to what they should do to, to do it right? Um, I mean, the biggest thing is <clears throat> to train your staff and to talk to them about the benefits for them. I mean, it's almost like if you're selling something to a customer, you talk about you know how it's going to impact their lives. Um, that's what we did with our team. We talked about, listen, this is going to help you. You do have that group you know, approach to a customer problem. Um, we went over how to do it. We gave, you know, we trained before we launched. And I know, I mean, those are repetitive things, but those are so important. Sure. So definitely customer buy, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, staff buy-in, um, how it impacts their lives is going to help them be better chatters and be um, more embracing of the platform. Sure, just get that anxiety out of there for sure. We always uh, like to say that your first audience is, is your employees. So mm -hmm. that's great. Well, Maxie, is there anything else we needed to, to cover there or um, anything I didn't ask you that I should have? Uh, I think you covered it. All right. Well, thank you uh, for joining me on this episode. You're welcome. She is Maxie Hurst. She is the marketing manager at Peoples in Quitman, Texas. I'm your host, Andy Johns. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.